Welcome back to Inside Personal Growth. This is Greg Boyce and the host of Inside Personal Growth. And as I do every time I come on one of these interviews, I thank my listeners because without you, uh, there would be no Inside Personal Growth. Now we're reaching almost 600 interviews with authors from around the world uh, talking about their good books. And today I have an author that's joining me again. We did an interview before uh, for one of her other books. And we're doing an interview today with Polly Campbell uh, from Beaverton, Oregon. Good day to you, Polly. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. And good day to you. It's nice to be back. Well, it's great to have you back. We interviewed her for a book called Imperfect Spirituality some time ago. But she's got a new book out called How to Live an Awesome Life, How to Live Well, Do Good, Be Happy. But before we get too much further into this, I'm going to let my listeners know a tad bit about you, Polly. Polly Campbell's a motivational speaker and author of three books, as we said, How to Live an Awesome Life, How to Live Well, Do Good, Be Happy. The other book, Imperfect Spirituality, Extraordinary Enlightenment for Ordinary People, and How to Reach Enlightenment. She's also a blogger at Psychology Today, uh, Psych Central, Huffington Post, The Creative Post, and other sites. Uh, her magazine articles on personal development topics and spiritual practices appear regularly in national publications. Uh, Polly has integrated the things she writes and talks about into her own life through practical experience. She lives with her husband and daughter in Beaverton, Oregon, as we said. A little cool up there this morning. But you know, Polly, you write about how to live an awesome life. And one of the things that you speak about is this sense of awe. And truly, awe is something that for a lot of people just doesn't happen. You have to be aware to create awe in your life. What is it that you have found are some of the secrets to finding awe and and helping my listeners get to that experience? I, you're absolutely right. You know, awe is something that we overlook in our lives or we think we have to be in the mountains or overlooking the ocean or, you know, skydiving from a plane to really have awesome moments. And, and they're really all around us. But like you said, it is a matter of awareness. It is a matter of noticing. And the first thing I suggest to people is they have to believe it's there for them. You know, I think sometimes we talk about these qualities and we think, oh, that happiness thing is for somebody else or that courage thing is for oh, awesome. Other people have awesome lives, but, but that's not going to work for me. And it's all around. It's right now. So stop what you're doing right now. Put your hand over your heart. Take a deep breath and feel your heartbeat and sit with that heartbeat. Don't even just, just experience that. You don't have to feel anything or judge it or do just experience that. And and that is where the awe is because when we realize all the things that are showing up in our lives that are working for us, the things that are the goodnesses, that are the positive and elevated energy in our lives, then we create more of that. And awe is one of those tools to help us find it. So put your hand over your heart and feel that heartbeat. Or go look in the mirror and, and notice the eyes that you're looking with. You know, how does that even happen? They, they're there for us. They're developed before we're even born. And, and 
you know, and they work all these years without a thought. Or go look out your window. So it's the act of noticing and really developing this awareness. But but I think it can be much simpler. I think it can just be a matter of paying attention to what is working for you right now and then taking that deeper, going into that moment and, and wow, this car is driving me to the store. Huh, I wonder how that was working. And get curious. And when you're in that state of wonderment or the state of wonder or bewilderment even, awe ah, arrives next. It's about inquiry and about participation and engaging in the moments before you. It's interesting you say that, and it's kind of an off-the-wall question, but, you know, having this ability to access awe uh, as we move through life, really, as the Buddhists would say, you know, it kind of prepares you for that ultimate moment, that transition that we're going to take out of this world into the next world. Um, You know, at, at, at all of us, at some point, are going to take that last breath. Um, do you believe that this sense of awe can allow us more to appreciate and when we do come to that moment, have more of a, a spiritual experience, have an experience which is just uh, totally awesome, as you say, yeah, versus, I, I versus, the fear, so. versus the fear of it? I mean, you right. know... I think that, look, we're all in here for a certain period of time. None of us knows when our, our clock is up, right? Um, but the sense of awe is about having us all experience more happiness, enjoyment, fulfillment on our lives as we go through it. Because, look, all of our lives are ending at some point. So what's your thought on that for people? I, I agree with you, and, and that, I think that's a great uh, question. And it's not something that people talk about for all the reasons that you mentioned, awe is not necessarily something you have to do. It's something to tap into. It's a state of being that elevates every experience. Now, when I say elevate, I'm not saying you're blissful and happy every minute. What I'm saying is you are present to the moments that arrive in a bigger way. Mm-hmm. You know, when we think of awe or awesome, um, in in my book I talk about elevating the emotion, but there there is tremendous awe associated with hurricanes or, uh, you know, weather systems. I live out in the West where we had Mount St. Helens uh, blow up and erupt, you know, 30 years ago. I will never forget that day. It was something to behold. And so awe is a matter of being present to however the moment, however the experience arrives. And and it's a way of being curious in it. So, for instance, um, I sat with my grandmother. Uh, she uh, got ready to transition and, and die. And that was an awesome time. Now, did I feel mm-hmm. grief? Yes, I had sadness. But it was also transcendent because I was present to this thing, that this mystery and, and, and really a new way of being in the world. So when you think of your own mortality and, and the beginnings and endings of our lives, the moments and our ultimate death, I definitely think by going through life with a state of curio- in a state of curiosity and wonder that we make peace with the uncertainty that is part of that, because awe is all about uncertainty, you know, and, and the greatest things in our life have come out of uncertainty as well. Um, we tend to look at the so, negative and say, oh, I lost the job, but we also got the job, you know. Which so how do, you, how do you help my listeners, uh, Polly, find in those moments, I mean, we all know that we should be looking for the good in everything that happens. But look, 
there's a lot of what quote would be negative that people perceive as negative. But the reality is, is that our life is kind of written for us. It's an opportunity. You know, when you look at this journey, we have all these experiences, you know, um, financial hardships, uh, divorces, uh, sickness in the family, anything that you could think of, uh, death of a loved one that could come along, that people can go to Debbie Downer, right? Or they can find the sense of joy or at least the sense of awareness that this wasn't so bad. What, how would you tell people to get there? Well, I think first you have to decide how you want to go through this life. Are you going to be a creator and, and create experiences for yourself and engage and, and play hard and show up? Or are you going to be a complainer about the life you have? There's no wrong answer. But whichever angle you take, whichever perspective you take will create the life you live. And, and then I think it's about stepping into those difficult times with an openness Without a judgment, you don't have to say, oh, this is so hard, how am I ever going to weather this? Or this is so great, I'm so lucky. You can just be, wow. You can just be in an awe state and, and show up and be open to whatever comes. Because what that does is that diffuses the emotional drama that we often create. Because the stress we feel is from the store. For instance, I had an issue, I had a challenge with my daughter this morning. She's nine. And, and, as she left to school after this disagreement, I was feeling frustrated, and, and I felt myself in my head going, all right, well, I didn't handle that very well. Gosh, I'm never going to figure this thing out. Now she's all stressed. I just ruined her whole day at school, and I'm feeling up the – but instead what I did is I didn't create the story. I just like, wow, huh, that's something I need to learn, or that's an opportunity to grow, or I just sat in that moment, and I went over and gave her a hug, and it was over. And mm -hmm. I think we are reactive. We, we react rather than respond. So awe causes you to sit back, notice the moment with wonder, and, and, and not respond. You don't have to behave badly in a bad situation. You can just take it in. And when we get to that place, there's acceptance, there's appreciation, there's space, right? Sometimes there's greater calm. And from that place, then, we can deliberately choose our next behavior. And sometimes that might be you know, having a, a criticism of somebody or an argument. or But a lot of times it's like, oh, right, there's an equanimity that, that doesn't need me to respond for this to work. And I think it, remove, it diffuses the volatility of those emotions sometimes. So, Polly, what do you recommend to our listeners? To I mean, is there any processes that you would recommend um, other than meditation to actually, mm -hmm. in the moment, shift that behavior. Because, you know, first, number one, we have to be aware that we created it. And second, if we were an independent third-party observer, and I always say this, and there was a camera following us during mm -hmm. the day, there's a lot of things that that camera would pick up that we wouldn't like that we're doing. In other words, we're not very nice to ourselves, right? We sure. beat ourselves up. What do you do to help capture somebody in that moment and then translate that into awe, either through a breath or an, uh, or some kind of mantra, or what is it that you're that you would recommend people do? The first thing I would do when you feel like yourself going down that rabbit hole is to stand up and move your body, move to a different chair in the room, stand up and stand tall, take a you know a confident pose, 
um, jump up and down. Move your body. Change your physiology. It's hard to be stuck when our body is active. And that can just be for a couple of minutes. And during that time, notice the words you're using while talking to yourself. So if you're in a funk and, and things are feeling hard, you know, what kind of words, when I'm in there, in that place, I'm using a lot of words like I can't or don't or geez, how did this happen? I'm accusatory, I have a tone with myself. And right then, just change that tone. And when you're jumping around or moving your body or walking the hall, it, it, it separates you from those voices a little bit so you can hear them and then you pick new words. Instead of I can't, you can say I don't. I don't go to this meeting or I don't eat this food. Not I can't eat dessert. I don't eat dessert because I'm a healthy person or whatever it is for you that reminds you that you are a creator of your life. You can decide what you're going to do next. And and then the other thing I really want people to to caution is and you touched on it, is self-compassion. We are not very kind to ourselves. So if you're saying mean things or you're feeling bad about something, you know, I do too. And you can sit back and say, oh, yeah, there I am. Bummer. I need to be a little kinder to myself. I'm human. I made a mistake there. That's uncomfortable. But I'm going to learn from this and move on. And when we do that, we actually are more productive. We We let ourselves off the hook in a way that gets us out of that negative emotion and helps us move beyond. And and finally, one of the big things, you know, I'm, I'm talking about really practical things because off for me has to be in the middle of the carpooling. You know, I'm, I'm a working mom and I'm, I'm doing these things in my life and I have to be able to access it right now. So one of the other quick things I do is I <clears throat> walk outside on my porch and I take a breath of air, uh, just a deep breath out there because that cool air and reminding me that I'm part of this natural world there's something that just diffuses and relaxes me and helps me have more clarity. And from that spot, I can make a better decision or a more confident decision going forward. It takes me out of the reactive mode. So all the things I do, another thing that I recommend is get up when you're moving your body and go run some cold water over your hands and become mindful of the water streaming over your hands. It takes your focus for just a minute, and that's just enough to take you out of those negative ruminating cycles that that can really take hold of us and keep us from going forward. Now, Polly, um, a lot of times this is a slippery slope for people if they never actually find these levels of awareness of what they're actually doing themselves and they go down this rabbit hole as you said and then that leads into anxiety and that leads into depression and the depression gets deeper then they lose their purpose and their passion for even wanting to do anything what what do you recommend you know look if there's a listener out there today who's finding themselves, they've lost their passion for life, they've lost their purpose in life. Um, how, do you, how do you go about counseling them to just gradually start to shift that perspective? I think that's the key word, gradually. You know, we're not talking about going from depressed to blissful in the course of a five-minute practice. But you can go from depressed to maybe bored or maybe curious and elevate the experience just a little bit with this awareness. The other thing that I'm really big on, and, and I've, I've been there, I, I live with a chronic illness, rheumatoid arthritis, and a couple of years ago I was really struggling. And, and I got, I, I became hard on myself. My body wasn't working how I wanted. I, I was really struggling with a difficult time. I was in pain. And 
I've reached out to other people, you know, and, I, and we, we don't do that enough. It's okay to call. Um, I have a, a friend, in, in fact, who knows that she's this role in my life. I, I call her when I can't do it myself, and I'll just say, I, I, I'm in trouble here. I need some support. And she'll tell me great things about myself, or she'll give me an action item to do just at that one moment. Um, and I think it's important to know that 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 is an experience that many, many people share. It's not because something's wrong with you or, or you're broken or you blew it or you made a mistake. It's because you're a human being. And go gently with yourself, but don't allow it to be your uh, baseline either. It doesn't have to be there. There are people that can help you. There are little things you can do in your day to uplift the moment just slightly, and that's enough to create the next moment in a little better way and so on. And pretty soon you have a string of these little moments that are actually coming together in a more positive way. And and each elevation, you know, each time you can notice a goodness, a, a gratitude, each time you can go outside and take a breath, each time you can see the amazing, awesome power of your eyes or your body or reach out to somebody who can remind you of your awesome um, you you move the, you uplift the experience just slightly and and each time you do that you're working at it from a better place it's a new perspective that can lead to the next place so that's a tricky situation i don't think people when you're feeling depressed um and you feel like you honestly cannot get up and get going get out of bed know that that is a chemical reaction in your body and there are ways to help that and you can create one of the ways of being a creator in your own life is knowing when to reach out for help and we've all done that and we all should do that and that is okay but you can go from that moment and say all right i'm feeling you know depressed today i'm having a rotten day but in the next five minutes i'm going to do one thing that'll make me feel a little less depressed or make me feel bored or curious or whatever and slowly build on those moments this takes conscious effort you know it it can happen in a day. If you wake up on the wrong side of the bed and you're just having a, a rotten moment, that doesn't mean the whole day is wasted. You can do something in five minutes to change that experience quickly by the things we're talking about. But if you truly are clinically depressed, then that's a time to get help. Well, so look, much of this, as you and I know, is um, not only about our environment, but it's the endorphins that are released in our system. You know, a lot of people get joggers high, um, people who want to get into the flow of life, meaning flow itself. Um, And we know that these experiences are created as a result of a release of certain chemicals into our body. Um, We know that that can give us this euphoric high. But frequently, um, sometimes that doesn't last, right? In other words, it's like, hey, I go run four miles, and that may last for the day that I do it. But if I don't do it every day, I can go in and out. That's why I think people get addicted to, you know, going to work out because that's a big physical release. You know, it releases the chemical in their body. How do you recommend that we release some of those chemicals into our body without doing all that extra exercise. Yeah. One of the things that, um, and, you know, I'm I'm still thinking about your last question too, which I think is really important. When you're feeling truly depressed and out of sorts, get yourself up and go sweep your neighbor's porch or take a casserole, 
to the guy down the street or do something for somebody else. And, and that is one way to start releasing those endorphins and also reminds you that you are an important part of this community on this planet, that we all need each other. And, and when you're having a hard time, probably somebody else is too, and you can reach out to them. And, and you're right. There's all these little practices that we can do that uplift us in the moment. But how do we sustain that? And one thing um, that I write about in the book and that researcher Fred Bryant has spoken about a lot and researched a lot is called savoring. So when you are creating these elevated emotional states and you're feeling good because of the helper's high or because of your exercise or whatever, take those moments in and feel them and and time yourself. I mean, he recommends 30 seconds, you know, 15 to 30 seconds to a minute. When you are experiencing those peak moments, stop and pause and really feel into what that is. And what's interesting about this is not only does it make you feel better physically in that moment, you sustain that a little longer, but it also starts to rewire your brain. So the neural pathways start to develop in a different way. Instead of leaning toward the negativity bias that we're prone to so often, slowly the brain starts to change so it can take in more positivity. And so that's something that, that over time really helps you sustain those moments. And, and you feel happier for a greater amount of time, and, and um, you feel calmer um, over time. And, and so when you take in whatever the moment is, awe does this as well. It lowers your blood pressure. It lowers your heart rate. So you move out of that stress mode. So your body physiologically changes full of oxytocin and, and those feel-good hormones that actually change your the way you process the world. When you're in that moment, allow it to be. Don't just go on to the next or pick up your phone to take a picture of it or Facebook about it. Sit there in that moment for a minute and allow it to come in and work in your body. You don't have to think about it. You just have to be present to it. And that helps create some of these sustained changes we're talking about. Well, Polly, we've covered a lot of ground in the last uh, 20 minutes or so. And where would you want the listeners go to learn more about this? I know that you blog at Huffington Post, that Psychology Today. You've got a website. Um, you've probably got some YouTube videos out there, Facebook page, blah, blah, blah. Um, where do you want to direct our listeners to get yeah, in contact with Yeah, come find me. You? you can find me at www.imperfectspirituality.com, which is the name of my first book. You can also just search for me on the on the Internet, and all that will pop up. Um, you, I'm on Amazon to buy the books. You can check out my, me on Facebook, Polly Campbell, and there's also a Facebook page called Imperfect Spirituality where we talk about all this work and all this kind of stuff, how to make practical changes you can make in the moment to, to feel better in your life and, and to contribute the way you want to contribute. And I'm on uh, Twitter, I guess, at P.L. Campbell. Um, so I'm out there, and I would love uh, people to get in touch and let me know what they think about their book or practices that they use to elevate their experience and, and um, have a, a connection that way. Well, we'll certainly put all of those links to your blog spots and your social media spots on our blog as well for all my listeners. Um, just for everyone out there, we've been on this morning with Polly Campbell from Beaverton, Oregon. She's the author of a new book, How to Live an Awesome Life, How to Live Well, do good and be happy. Polly, it's been a pleasure having you on Inside Personal Growth and you sharing some of your insights about how to find this state of awe in our very, very busy lives, how to just slow down and capture those and how to, to sustain them. 
Um, I appreciate having you on and you spending some time with us. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you.